Welcome to the Luminate Speakeasy podcast, where luminaries from all across the planet share their real life stories of awakening. I'm your host, Amy Patti, and I am so excited today to introduce you to the luminary Mary Petchen. Mary is a certified Rubenfeld synergist, which is essentially a body mind therapist. And I have had the opportunity to know Mary and work with Mary now for years. And all I can say is she is so gifted at what she does. And this episode is chock full of tools, resources, insight, wisdom that is truly going to transform how you be in your body, how you connect with the wisdom that you have inside yourself and how you begin to cultivate daily awakenings that will open you up to more and more of who you really are to your soul and to the magnificent being that you are. So I can't wait to have you listen to today's show. So we are going to dive right into it now. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Luminate Speakeasy podcast. I am super pumped for today's conversation with Mary Petchen. She is one of my most favorite people in the world because she's been my personal somatic therapist for so long. So she's just like a gem. She's got so much wisdom, so much insight. It's just, I feel, I feel really fortunate that she's taking time to share a story with us today. So I get literally, I get a little choked up <laughs> when, when you say that. Um, and I, and it's interesting that you say that. I mean, it's, it's not the first time I've heard that, right? Like one of my favorite people, people will say when I have, when they've been a client of mine. And so actually one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today is my one of my theories of why people say that about me mm. um that i think people can work into their own lives because i it, it has been something i've wondered about in the past like why do people say that right mm-hmm. when when they're my clients it's yeah. just it's kind of i mean it's beautiful and i love to hear it mm-hmm. but like why mm. i don't mm-hmm. i don't think I would say that about very many of my therapists. Yeah. <laughs> I would say maybe like they get the job done yeah. and they helped for a time. Mm-hmm. So like what's the difference there? And literally I want to talk about that today. Awesome. So that's your awakening or one of your yes. awakening stories that you're going to yes, share with us. That's, that's very well tied in. Um, Cause I, you know, it is, this podcast is about awakening and you're like, tell, you know, what is an awakening story? And I thought, wouldn't it be more interesting if people maybe had access to, you don't have to just sit and wait for an awakening to happen to you from the outside. Mm-hmm. What if, and I, what if, and my theory is like, we actually do all have the ability to open ourselves up to moments of awakening that are really profound. Mm-hmm. And that is what I would say I create the space for with each and every one of my clients every time you come in. And then here I am sitting in the sweet spot 
of being present with someone on a daily basis when they have an awakening. Mm -hmm. Are you, are you kidding me? Like it's a dream job Mm -hmm. and awakenings. I think most people know this, like awakenings can come from really when they can come from places when we're really in a dark place or really in a light and like, Oh, I'm at the top of Machu Picchu, right? This will be the moment. And then maybe it doesn't happen, but like it's, um, but, I think I can help people create more space for awakenings mm-hmm. and to start to expect them. Um, but it has to do entirely, in my opinion, with presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was just going to ask you, so what is this, what's your secret recipe? Yeah. And um, we can circle back to that because it sounds like your secret recipe, which has to do with presence, mm-hmm. is part of this awakening that kind of ripples through you and your clients and can you just really briefly share what you do kind of like technical in technical terms like Mm -hmm. so I'm a body mind therapist okay and um uh technically I'm trained as a Rubenfeld synergist which sadly is kind of a dying breed Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but it's um we we really are deeply trained in connecting the body and the mind because the body is the house of the soul, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, it can't lie. And it remembers all of our stories. And it has a lot to show us and tell us and share with us. And it can give us direction. Um, and it can literally take an effing knee if it has had it, <laughs> I say that because mm-hmm. I literally have like a, my kneecap keeps dislocating and I'm like, why do you, why are you doing this to me? Oh, no. So I'm not, I'm not immune to it either. It's not like you figure out the body's language and then you're like, well, I'm good to go. Now I don't have to listen to it. I can override it. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. The point is, um, I think as a society, we are highly trained and expected to get almost all of our direction and our intelligence and our learning and our skills externally mm-hmm. um, from books and other people and what are the belief systems in our little groups that we grow up in. And it's great. We need that. And it's also extremely limiting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have been taught mind over body. Um, or basically society's expectations over body, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So it's my role as a, a body-mind therapist to invite people back into the wisdom of their body. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually know how to do it. Yeah. Really well. And it, I would say it's, it's my presence that allows that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It's, it's my presence and it's my curiosity that helps people slow down and they start to really believe, oh, she actually wants to know, like, what's going on with me. And I don't expect people to f- be able to tell me from their brain, from their mind, what's mm-hmm. going on. Because if they're working with me, something's very confusing and they might not, they come in and they're like, I don't even know what to do anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where I 
come in of like helping people sink into their bodies. This seems too like easily said, but there's, um, I create a presence in which it's safe enough to do that, mm -hmm. in which I invite people over and over to be um, curious about themselves. Mm -hmm. so, so I model that. Um, so if we, I'm trying to figure out, like, did I explain really what I do? Um, <laughs> well, body mind therapist is a great, like one word or two word or three word or mm -hmm. yeah. description. Sure. But then I think that you did, you're kind of getting into your secret recipe. Yes. A little bit now, but yeah. body mind therapist, Rubenfeld synergist, mm -hmm. even though that's a dying breed, you kind of said, yeah. um, is kind of like the umbrella of what yes. you do, mm -hmm. but obviously it's it's so much richer than right. just those words can can define. But so yeah, we, because it's an experience, and the mm -hmm. mind can kind of grasp that. Mm -hmm. But um, in this office, when people are working with me, it's that I can watch sometimes even the confusion on their face, and at the and simultaneously I can watch their bodies kind of just melt into the couch, mm -hmm. and they're sort of like, "What's going on?" And they start to slow down, but they're I think their body is responding to the presence mm -hmm. and that I don't have an agenda mm -hmm. to fix them. Mm -hmm. I, I guess if I have an agenda, it's to be present with them so that very unheard parts of themselves finally get to be heard and acknowledged and loved and seen and mm -hmm. all of it, which is just glorious. Mm -hmm. And as you're talking right now, I'm even... I'm noticing this and, and thinking about this too, as it applies to this kind of magic that happens in these sessions with you is that most of the time when we connect with people, like even right now in this situation, I'm really focused on your head and listening to what you say. And I'm kind of thinking about it. And so I feel like I'm just pretty much up in my head. And of course I can feel my body, but I'm not necessarily giving it very much attention and I'm not giving your body very much attention. Yeah. And I think that's how we move about our days most of the time. We connect head to head. <clears throat> and so it's almost like when people come in here, and I'm speaking from my personal experience a little bit too, but you're like meeting the whole body mm -hmm. and you're being present with the whole body and giving attention to the whole body and able to listen too. You're really able to listen and kind of talk to the different body parts. Yeah, And so... It's like all of a sudden you help open up the pathway to my whole body. Yeah. Whereas throughout the day, you know, I'm like head to head. more easily connected just into my head and head to head with other people too. So that feels like such a... Well, the head is... I love that. And the head is where we get things done. Mm -hmm. We get things done and we keep things safe. Mm -hmm. And we do the expected things. Yep. But it's... It's really limited. Mm -hmm. um, and I, the fact that people give me permission really to look at their whole body, um, I mean, because that's a, even that alone for someone to sit on the couch and they'll, they'll start to notice like they're talking and I'm not always looking at them in the eyes. I'm like watching their shoulders or I'm noticing their breath. 
mm-hmm. or like will their feet touch the floor mm-hmm. is one leg very different than the other and I they uh, give me permission to be curious about them in a different way and it starts to slow down the conversation and they realize there's more going on than just their head mm-hmm. is kind of accountable for I don't know if that's the right way to say it and they start to get curious too like what's what's going on and then I'll say like you know every time you say that one sentence your right shoulder just keeps creeping up and creeping up and creeping up and and they sort of maybe will like look at their right shoulder out of the corner of their eye or kind of shake it off and I'll be like let's let's not change it like would it be okay if we just get curious as to what it's doing. And I can often see the confusion on their face, but I can also see the longing, like, oh my God. And this is, uh, then I'll, I'll make myself get choked up. Oh my God, someone is actually seeing me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to figure it all out. Someone's just going to be with me as I am. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking amazing. Like that, mm-hmm. that level that presence I think is why people want to come back and work with me again or or say nice things about you know when they're with me Mm -hmm. it's the presence Mm -hmm. um and um that's what I kind of wanted to touch on today of like you want to know about stories of awakening and I want to know that people can increase their ability, their access to their own stories of awakening simply with their own presence. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's a learned thing, Mm -hmm. but you have to start. It's not like I'm going to be like, here's the steps. Mm -hmm. And by Thursday, I'm pretty sure you're going to... Mm -hmm. No, it's it's literally getting to know a human being. Mm -hmm. So you don't meet someone for the first time or someone you've seen at the gym, right? And you've seen them for years out of the corner of your eye. And then one day it's just like, should I maybe like talk to that person? <laughs> um, should I, I wonder if they're interesting. Um, and you choose to change your presence with that person mm-hmm. and you go little by little. You mm-hmm. don't sit down and say, um, I notice you've here you're you're here a lot. Like tell me all of your things and how about an awakening moment? That would be great. <laughs> no, like you start um with small pauses. That's what we do. We know how to do that as humans with other humans. So I guess my question would be to anyone who's listening is what do you are you curious about yourself? Mhm. And maybe it's like, what do you do with the pauses in your day? Do you immediately look at your phone? Because this is the place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying, it's not a black and white of like, either you look at your phone or you're deep in meditation. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, meditation is like, it can be so, I'm not asking people to meditate. That's, yeah. that's not what I mean. I'm asking them to get curious and a place to start is what do you do with the pauses mm-hmm. in your day? Mm-hmm. So maybe can I just ask you that question? 
Like, what do mm-hmm. you do in the pauses of your day mm-hmm. when you're standing in line at the grocery store? Or, I don't know, I don't know where your pauses are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of pauses throughout my day. And I think, <clears throat> I mean, I will take conscious pauses where I'm like, I'm going to go, mm-hmm. not maybe meditate, but or I'm going to go for a walk mm-hmm. and not listen to a podcast mm-hmm. and just be present with nature or... Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's kind of a pause mm-hmm. in a way. It totally um, is a pause. It's yeah. a very, it's a chosen pause. Yeah. But most pauses are going to be filled with distractions. Mm-hmm. I mean, because there's limitless distractions in the world. And like you said, we have our phone too, that we can fill up that pause instantly. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm going to ask you a question back yeah. since this is like, this is a little bit like, what you do when you come in here or is this part of your secret recipe? So you come in and there's this presence and you're curious and you're kind of creating, holding space for a bigger pause to start. Yeah. That's a great way to say it. They are choosing a pause Mm -hmm. in coming into the office. Mm -hmm. They don't know what's going to happen in the pause. Yeah. Whether it's their very first session Mm -hmm. with me or it's been three years you don't know what's going to happen in this in the pause. Mm-hmm. You can be like, I hope this happens. I hope I get some relief or some answers. Yeah. But the pause itself is where the sacredness starts. Yeah. It's rich. Yes. And so this is what I, I was thinking is, so the pause, you kind of have a pause. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, here's a moment. There's nothing really going on for this moment. Or somebody sits down on your couch and it's like, okay, here's this this kind of pause and and I do feel often that instantly the pause gets filled up like we kind of just habitually obsessive compulsively fill fill up the pause yeah and so do you ever have to like empty out the pause to get to the pause (laughs) do I have to empty out the pause to get to the pause because I'm I'm imagining like a lot of people there's a pause there is a pause but they fill it instantly Mm -hmm. and so how do you get, even get to the paw or I don't know if you're following me, but I, yeah, I, some people come in and they dive right into the couch or the paws because they're just like, this is what's going on. And they know that I'll help them start to just sort of slow down and look at all of the things mm-hmm. that they've brought with them into the paws. Mm-hmm. Other people come in and they're like, how are you? How is your family, Mary? How is like, did you, didn't you have a vacation since, which is very, very, very sweet. Mm-hmm. And it's them moving. It's the way they transition into the pause. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and it's great. I, I love Mm-hmm. Watching that, it's it's probably what they do outside of this office. Mm-hmm. Um, check to see if everybody else is okay around them. Mm-hmm. Might be one of those people. Um, or do they know they can sink right into self first? Mm-hmm. Um, the A pause, I guess I could say, it, it's any time your presence isn't needed elsewhere. Mm-hmm. No one needs your presence Unless you're shopping with your children and they're in the cart. No one needs your presence when you're waiting in line to check out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of a thing that we do a lot. Or like, no one needs your presence right when you get in the car. Or you've arrived someplace and you turn off the car 
right there. And it's kind of one of my favorite pauses because it's like the seat warmers usually on and it's just like, <laughs> I'm so supported. And I'm often alone in my car mm-hmm. at my age. So it's a time when I can lengthen the pause and very intentionally I can tell no one needs, no one else needs my presence right now. Mm-hmm. So whether you create that pause or it's one that you just kind of stumble into and you're like, oh my gosh, no one needs my presence right now. Mm-hmm. That's an opportunity. What will I do here? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very simple, but can we start to notice the pauses? Mm-hmm. Start to notice, what do I do automatically in the pause? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Step one. Step one. Is that step one? That's step one. What okay. do I automatically do with my pause? I'm just going to write it down. Okay. <laughs> cheat sheet. Okay. To get curious and like, and I would ask the listeners like, when are your most um, um, frequent or like, when do pauses show up for you? Mm-hmm. Those are two of mine. Mm-hmm. Grocery store aisle, car. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I know those will come almost every single day. Mm-hmm. I don't have to create that space, but I can slow it down, elongate it. And, okay, so that's step one. Okay, step one. Step I got one, it. the curiosity about where are my pauses already happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so curious about that. When, yeah, when are the pauses automatically happening mm-hmm. in your life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Step two is um, presence. Mm-hmm. And I think we all know the difference between when we are present, like our physical form is there, mm-hmm. or we're even present on the phone with someone, right? We can't see them, but, um, or when we bring our presence. Mm. It's one is I think, because I was thinking about like, what's the difference between present and presence? For me, it's the difference of being embodied. I can be present with you sitting here, mm-hmm. but I don't want to. That's not what you inv- have invited me to do. Mm-hmm. I have chosen to bring my full presence. Mm-hmm. And when we are in our full presence, I already said this, but like, we are more embodied. hmm uh, we're using our senses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we often are even either using our presence to kind of feel into the other person, mm-hmm. feel into the situation, what's here for me to notice, or feel into ourselves, like, oh, I, I like what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, what if we did like a, can I do another little experiment with you? Um, can you just picture a time? And I would ask the listener to do the same thing. Uh, just a time when you were present, but not with a lot of presence, like just mm-hmm. picture it in your head. Mm-hmm. And just tell me what you're aware of. Like what's in that image mm-hmm. of that, of you being, you're present. Mm-hmm. Where are you in the, tell me about that image. Yeah, well, I mean, I was even just applying it again to like this this moment. Yes. And just, you know, going back how I said before, like the head versus the body mm-hmm. and listening or talking, the talking heads versus like the talking yes. body. So I'm kind of even thinking back to that and then thinking, 
that I was being present to you really in a way of just giving it, giving my attention to you. And I was listening, mm-hmm. but it was very much from my head mm-hmm. up. Yes. You know, and so then when you started talking about this piece of presence versus being present, mm-hmm. you know, it made me lean back a little bit. It made me feel my whole body for a moment. And it also made me kind of rest into or call forth all of who I am. Dang. And it was like, oh, it, so I could still be listening to you, but it was like I was listening with my whole self. Can I interrupt you? Yeah. I could rest into mm-hmm. or be present with all that I am. That's mm-hmm. what you said. I can rest into mm-hmm. And what's really interesting about the present state versus being present, being being present was, like I said, more in my head and I was giving you attention and it kind of made me leave myself a little bit. Mm -hmm. Whereas the presence, I was still able to be attentive to what you were saying, but yeah, there was a lean back and it was like I was being with myself. Mm -hmm. I was still able to be in myself, with myself, feel myself. So it's it's more receptive. I was receiving what you were saying versus like listening, which feels active, Mm -hmm. more of an active, at least how I was experiencing it, Mm -hmm. more of an active kind of, I'm listening, I'm doing something. Mm -hmm. And it was more isolated up in my head. And then the presence was more, I'm being Mm -hmm. and receiving you, receiving what you're saying. I can watch you whenever you say (laughs) present, you lean forward towards me. And just like, and it looks like you're about to do something, about to tell Mm -hmm. me something, right? Mm -hmm. You're, when we're present, we're often kind of, we have an agenda. Mm -hmm. We have something to do or to fix. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you put your head forward often and it's just like, here I am, I'm going to get things done. Mm -hmm. So that's one way, but it's not a very um, body embodied thing. When we have presence we do tend to rest back into ourselves to use your word. And I've watched you like every time you would say that you would kind of lean back Mm -hmm. and um, it's sort of like your head got to be a part of the rest of your body Mm -hmm. is what Mm -hmm. it looked like. Mm -hmm. Um, And your, your body um, to be honest, the word exposed comes up. Like you Mm -hmm. look like you're more exposed Mm -hmm. and you look more available present like oh she's listening with her whole self Mm -hmm. of course those are the words I would use Mm -hmm. when doing this for a long time but I would ask the listener to get curious about that to to think about a time when they're present and then and notice what they see in their mind's eye or what they notice if they can notice anything in their body or like what was going on around them was there something they needed to fix or to do or to um, check off their list what was the agenda Maybe the agenda is just get through this Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then kind of shake it off and think of a time when you really were, um, you brought your full presence. Mm -hmm. What was going on there? And to slow things down, a time when you brought your entire presence. What's the scenario? What do you notice in your body? as you think about that, to just kind of play with that and go back and forth. 
slow down time and notice the difference in your own being with a lot of curiosity. How does that feel different for you? Literally feel Mm -hmm. different for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that is step two, Mm -hmm. is choosing presence. Mm -hmm. And um, when someone is really, their full presence is with us, we can feel it. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I I love this distinction because I've never really heard this before. The distinction between being present or, you know, versus presence, like really kind of teasing that apart a little bit Mm -hmm. because, you know, a lot of people might claim to be present and really Mm -hmm. still just in their head. Yeah you know, more in up here. Um, so I just, I love that distinction. I have not heard that before. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Go get it. Practice um, it. Experiment with it. Yeah. Right? See if you can even notice when are other people really present with you or then when they bring their full presence. Mm-hmm. And it, I think that's fun to play with, mm-hmm. of like, when can I bring my full mm-hmm. presence? To be honest, it's not always welcome. Exactly. Some yeah. people don't want your full presence. They just want you to do the damn dishes. Yeah. And I am there for that. Mm-hmm. I really am. <laughs> yeah. But I think that having a conscious choice is really, really, really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a time and a place um, in our you know current world and how we're just set up to function for, for both of these to show up. And some of the things that I'm thinking of in, in regards to presence and what you shared one, this piece of being exposed mm-hmm. and the, this piece of vulnerability, which kind of weaves into maybe mm-hmm. when is it appropriate yeah. or not appropriate. And to know that for yourself also, like, is it safe to be exposed right now? Is it safe to make mm-hmm. myself vulnerable? God, I love that. I love you pointing that out because I don't, I don't even want people to be in their full presence all the time. Mm-hmm. That isn't. That is insane. Yeah. That makes me think like, I just want to cover you up with a blanket and be like, no, not right now. Yeah. Not right now, Tina. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't do it right now. Yeah. I just like, but when we're ready mm-hmm. and when we've checked out, is this an okay time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is do I really want to connect with this person mm-hmm. or with myself? Mm-hmm. And that is huge. Do I really want to connect with myself? Mm-hmm. Or do I, you often when you tune into self, have an agenda. Okay, I'll be present with myself. We're a little bit better about this as a society with other people because thankfully people have started talking about, stop trying to fix me. Or like Mm -hmm. people will say, and I I love this, like, do you want me to just hear you? Or do you want to just, do you just, do you just want to be heard? Or do you want me to help you? Like, yeah, you know, fix Mm -hmm. this or like, uh, you know brainstorm and thankfully people are starting to ask that question Mm -hmm. um but do we do that with ourselves Mm -hmm. so we found a pause whether we created it or it just happened Mm -hmm. we notice are we present or is there a presence Mm -hmm. that we can choose in this moment even if it's for 30 seconds Mm -hmm. it's like ooh, a stolen moment beautiful um and then it's do we can we stand there with curiosity um can we 
be present with ourselves the way we're starting to learn to be have presence with other people with curiosity and openness and instead of okay I'm present with myself um I hope that pain in my foot goes away <laughs> or, or like yep. oh gosh I need to change my breathing or so without having to do anything or have an agenda or fix anything can it just be with curiosity mm -hmm. like you just met with someone and you only have 30 seconds to just be like oh my god I see you oh my god I hardly ever get to see you and when those moments happen, we really naturally, spontaneously open ourselves because we want to absorb as much of that person as possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that's another thing some people could do, listeners could do is, how does your body respond to the safest person in your life? Mm -hmm. When you get to connect with that safest person in your life and you have a few like stolen moments with him or her, how does your body respond? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's um, finding the pause, choosing presence if possible, mm -hmm. and getting curious in that, being curious and open in that state of presence, because it's kind of like when you do that, you're saying, I see you, whether it's to yourself or to the other person. And there's not, that's the only agenda really. And, and through that, actually, your foot might be healed or the pain in your foot might go away through the ICU. But that's not the, really the agenda or the, you know, the expected outcome. Yeah, I think that we are getting more aware of like, if you bring your into your body and you get curious about it, it might spontaneously go away. But really, it's the connection that mm -hmm. we're looking for. Mm -hmm. um, yes, when, you, when a child is crying and you connect with him and her, him or her sometimes that I see you oh honey your foot hurts is literally enough and they're like thanks mm -hmm. and then they there's an expression of like love and connection and gratitude and mm -hmm. and and your presence mm -hmm. was literally enough to kind of heal their foot mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. yeah and then there are other times when it's gonna have to be over and over and over with curiosity mm -hmm. and I kind of love that we don't get to pick and choose when those times are mm -hmm. because it keeps us engaged. Yeah. Do you love the child or not? Mm -hmm. Do you love yourself or not? Mm -hmm. Do you know how to love yourself? Mm -hmm. Do you know how to connect with yourself? Yeah. And that is where the awakening happens. Mm -hmm. um, so it's treating yourself with the dignity and the integrity with which you treat other people. And I think, so it's my presence that my clients really love, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got some wisdom too, mm -hmm. but I don't think if I was just handing out wisdom, like they would be like, this isn't mine. This like, I have to be present with them. Mm -hmm. Well, really it's embodied present. wisdom that you definitely bring. Yes. And honestly, I'm looking at their body and listening to their tone of voice and all of that. So... I would argue we're sharing wisdom mm -hmm. like the room because our presence, both of our presence increases. There's massive amounts of wisdom in this room. And I often am just saying, Oh my goodness. Like I'm telling them their own wisdom mm -hmm. uh, or yeah. I'm, I'm present 
with it in mm-hmm. a way that allows it to be heard and felt differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but so it's the presence and it's in its integrity. Mm-hmm. When we come with presence, it brings massive amounts of integrity that mm-hmm. you cannot fake. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm asking people to do is to show up for themselves like continually in little pauses that maybe they lengthen and show up with presence mm-hmm. and integrity. Integrity I don't think integrity is I will fix something and I have an agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, when I have worked with therapists in the past who have had an agenda and they just wanted to change my behavior, there were no words mm-hmm. for how disappointed and frustrated and looked away from that I felt. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that is how my body feels on and off. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, mm-hmm. you're not with me with integrity. You're not curious about me. Mm-hmm. You do not care where this comes from. Mm-hmm. You just want me to change my behavior. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think a lot of these are awakening things of, like, it's it's both a how-to and, and a why. Like, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. So then I often get the question so then okay so now i found a pause and now i'm present and now i don't have an agenda what am i doing (laughs) and um so a cheat sheet would be here's some things you can notice literally just notice any sensation in your body Mm -hmm. that would be one thing um just notice a sensation in your body and or your breath, like, oh, this is how deep or shallow or whatever the breath is. Mm-hmm. Just notice it. And it, and then it there, doesn't matter how big or small. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, so you notice it. And then it's like you start a conversation within yourself. Your mind says to your body, says maybe to your, um, my always tight left hip might say, I notice that you're tight. Again, mm-hmm. there's some compassion in my voice as I say that. I don't say, I notice you're tight again, mm-hmm. you little effer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's not an accusation, right? Mm-hmm. It's because that is zero chance I would ever talk to a client that way. Mm-hmm. Zero. Yeah. So um, I do have this helpful thing of like, I get to speak to my body the way I would speak to one of my clients and it is hard mm-hmm. oh my god is it hard um but can I just say oh oh my gosh mm-hmm. I see your shoulders doing that thing again or I see your hip is tight again and often if I say to my hip oh I, I see that you're tight again it often will respond with having even more having more space. Mm-hmm. It releases. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fix it. Mm-hmm. But there is then because so you notice a sensation. Your mind literally says a really brief sentence. I notice that you are, and then describe it very simply: tight, mm-hmm. contracted, 
not moving, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. Like I notice this just very, very brief. Mm-hmm. Then you bring your awareness back to your body, your full presence back to like the part you just noticed and notice if there's any response at all from that body part. Mm-hmm. Um, these, this is starting a conversation. It's learning that there can be a back and forth within the body. That in and of itself is an awakening. Mm-hmm. It says, I am awake to you. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful. I am awake to you. Yeah. Not, I'm coming in, I'm going to save the day. Nobody really wants that. Mm-hmm. They want people to be awake to them. I mean, sure, there are moments where we're like, I just need somebody to come in and save the day. But that isn't actually an ongoing relationship usually. Mm-hmm. That's a one and done paramedic kind of relationship. Yeah. What we're looking for is an awakening that we can return to again and again and again. Mm-hmm. So Because there's awakening moments that are like, oh my God, there was this epiphany. Mm-hmm. They happen like maybe three, four, five times in your life. But what about if you can choose to deepen into awakening moments daily or mm-hmm. weekly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That changes your life. And you know that you have your presence literally is an awakening moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm thinking back to just in the very beginning when you said that you believe that the body is really the soul or is the like, body is the house of the soul. The body is the house yeah. of the soul. And, and through your body, you can maybe begin to access some of the intelligence yes. that comes through. So each time you have this little awakening where you connect mm-hmm. to your body, yes, you're, it's like you're opening up all these lines of communication between you that's up here in your head and your soul. You're deepening the relationship and the trust. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, the, um, so this is what I explained to my clients is, so the body is the house of the soul. Again, that's my belief. Mm-hmm. That's what I've experienced for years. The mind has an agenda of safety and, you know, where do I fit in society and what do I need to get done in order to be loved and be worthy and all of that and it is really really loud Mm -hmm. and it makes things up all the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and it's so confusing um but the body this is important the body does not work for your mind or it does not work for society Mm-hmm. Or it can only be forced into that kind of labor for so long, mm-hmm. right? Usually when you get to be my age, which is 51, um, your body starts going, yeah, well, I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. That is not mm-hmm. happening any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can definitely happen sooner. But um, we can we override it for a while. Yeah. And then the, the, the body goes to reiterate mind mm-hmm. I do not work for you and yeah. I do not give a shit if that's confusing I am not here for society's agenda mm-hmm. I am not even here to keep you safe mm-hmm. says the body mm-hmm. I am here to make sure you do your soul work mm-hmm. so even if the mind doesn't understand what that is it is literally the body's job to make sure you do your soul work mm-hmm. so um learning to 
befriend your body or listen to your body or have that relationship with your body within the pauses, it'll, it'll help with the confusion. You mm-hmm. aren't here to serve society's purpose. Mm-hmm. You aren't here to always be safe. Humans orient towards safety for sure. Mm-hmm. But the body has one job. And it's not even to keep you alive. It's to make sure you do your soul work. Mm, I like that. So every time you're standing in line and you go, hi, Mm -hmm. you're you're tapping into the house of your soul. Mm -hmm. And you're strengthening that relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is, it's just beautiful. Mm -hmm. Here's another thing, right? If we, we, I think that it's important for people to know this. Really important. You cannot do it all on your own. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of it you can do, um, like creating that presence and staying with it, um, and, and opening up your own curiosity. And but we are on this planet. Also, with other humans, we're supposed to learn from them and be heard by other humans. Mm-hmm. Being witnessed is incredibly... It, it's one of the biggest forms of nourishment that there are. Mm-hmm. Being witnessed by ourselves, You can't just be witnessed by other people. So we have to have witnessing from other people mm-hmm. and from ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so there will be moments when you're really trying to connect with yourself and it's just, and I have experienced this so many times, like so frustrating. Like I feel like something is literally, like if I could use the child as an example again of like when you're trying to connect with your kid or your, or some, you know, a little munchkin who, you know, they don't have a lot of words that you understand. So you have to use your full body to figure out what does this kid want? And the kid, no matter what you do, just thrust their little palm out in the air. And the answer is no, they mm-hmm. don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you can be like, all right, so it's not me, but this child still needs something. Yeah. They need to be witnessed by another human. I'm not the one right now. Mm-hmm. That is not a slap in the face. That is a, okay, where will this connection come from? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing is true with the body. I often think of the body as a small child because they have less words Mm -hmm. and you have to use your whole body to really attune to Mm -hmm. or listen to a child. Mm -hmm. And you have to be curious because you can only override a child for so long Mm -hmm. before, well, that gets into sad stories. But um, when you get frustrated and feel like you're not getting anywhere with yourself Mm -hmm. and um, being present to yourself, reach out Mm -hmm. to someone that you trust or find a new therapist or um, that's the time to get really curious. Like who will help this child then? Like who can help me connect with myself right now? Because it's a non-negotiable moment. Mm -hmm. If you've tried and tried, Mm-hmm. You are not failing. Mm-hmm. You are actually like, oh, that's the aha. I forgot about that. I literally need to be witnessed by another human. Mm-hmm. It's not negotiable. Yeah. 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 And I mean, also, and this was a question that was coming up for me, is that sometimes, I mean, this has been my experience, you know, sometimes 
the body is speaking and it terrifies you, mm. you know, like, like your inner experience is so scary. Like whether it's fear that's coming up or a sensation that just mm-hmm. freaks, freaks you out. Yeah. And it's almost impossible to meet yourself in those situations too. I mean, sometimes it's like trying to connect my body. I'm like, I'm just distracted and it's nothing's happening or I'm not able to find that. But other times it's like a scary situation too. And just, and I think that sometimes, you know, we're not taught how to feel our feelings Mm -hmm. necessarily, you know, or we have not been met like as children. And so there's, you know, a backlog of, of maybe old emotions that have not been felt yet, old sensations that just haven't been yeah. um, brought to full expression. Can you say anything about that too? Yeah. Just because I think, especially in this day and age, like there are so many people suffering with anxiety and depression and mental illness. And, um, you know, like even through the pandemic, I think that a lot of people have kind of reached their max with all the aloneness mm-hmm. and it's taken our mental health you know, kind of down a slippery slope. And so um, maybe just, I mean, just explaining a little bit of that or giving your your insight around that for people who maybe I'm trying, I, I go into the pause and I have panic mm-hmm. and I can't meet myself because it's just all panic or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. So if it is panic, mm-hmm. I would say, I would ask that person, if it is panic, how would you soothe another human? Mm-hmm. What would you offer another human who, if you feel panic and you know panic, then you can see it in another human. Mm-hmm. What would you offer that other human? Mm-hmm. And then without saying, yeah, but I don't get that opportunity. Without saying that, pause right there. What would I offer another human who was in panic? Mm-hmm. Can you offer that to yourself? It's, mm-hmm. it's like I I offer you that challenge. I'm not saying can you convince yourself why you don't deserve or can't have that for some reason. Mm-hmm. Will you make sure you get that anyways? Mm-hmm. Because your mind is saying you can't and these are the reasons. You can't have that same soothing because it was never available as a child. You can't have it because you always have to be the strong one. You can't have it because that'll be the most vulnerable thing you've ever done. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit what your mind can come up with. Mm-hmm. I'm much more interested in the childlike presence of your body mm-hmm. that says, I have to have this soothing. Mm-hmm. So I know you can tell me till the cows come home why you can't have it. I don't give a shit. Go get it. Mm-hmm. You have a job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would ask you to be brave, mm-hmm. even in the panic. Now, um, if because people are going to answer different things they're going to say oh i would reach out to a safe person uh, for the other person right mm-hmm. or they might say to a person who's in panic i would offer them a blanket and a and a dark room to be in there's a lot of information in how you answer that question itself mm-hmm. yeah. of what would you offer another person yep. and it's going to be different from e- for for each one of us um if i am panicking I want a blanket and I want a very small dark room mm-hmm. and uh, that's what I would offer somebody else. So I know that that is what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, 
but another person might say something entirely different. So there's a lot of information in how you answer what would you offer another human mm-hmm. in the, when you see that happening. Yeah. Now, if it's anxiety or depression or fear, the first thing I would ask you to do is um, can you make space for that? Mm-hmm. Can you say, I feel in yourself, I feel that you are here again. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's even, I know why you're here. Mm-hmm. But definitely, I will make space for you to be here instead mm-hmm. of just trying to override it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is such a, I love your question, and I want to honor that it's, this is not, there is not a recipe that will work for mm-hmm. every person. There's not, not every person can eat the same thing, mm-hmm. like gluten or dairy or like, and not every person um, needs the same kind of nourishment or response mm-hmm. when there's fear, anxiety, depression, kind of the darker emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say first make space for it. Mm-hmm. And um, um, with dignity, mm-hmm. with integrity, um, I would imagine that there wasn't a lot of space made for that person as a child mm-hmm. when they felt Fear, anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. frustration, mm-hmm. anger, yeah. guilt. So the first thing would be, can you make space for that? Mm-hmm. Like, oh gosh, I definitely know why you're here. Or I have no idea why this keeps showing up, but it is a part of me. And so I will make space for it. Mm-hmm. The same way you would do for literally anyone that you truly loved. Mm-hmm. Um. And right there in the making space for, you can notice what is your body's response to that. Because it really, it's a conversation. It's not, I'm not saying this in like, and then you're done. We're not trying to do mm-hmm. fixes, mm-hmm. right? The, the agenda, if there is one, is continual connection. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that our society has said, I will connect with the parts of you that I understand and are acceptable and useful to us. Mm-hmm. And that feel good a lot of times. And that feel good. Have yeah. you tried a gratitude journal? Because we all know what those are. <laughs> and I just want to be like, oh my God. Um, I'm not a huge um, gratitude journal person. Um, just because I don't think everything should be spun towards gratitude. It's very limited. Mm-hmm. Um and it often says, stop complaining. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't think gratitude, it squeezes out some of the other, the darker emotions. Because mm-hmm. the point, I think, of a gratitude journal is to get past the dark emotions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why can't you get into them? Why can't you make space for them? There's a lot in there. They're not accidentally coming up. You're mm-hmm. not accidentally sad. Mm-hmm. We need to know why you're sad. Mm-hmm. Like, your body would not be bringing it up if it wasn't important. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it's like when it's not a perfect, um, it's not, um, it's not baking, right? It's not like you measure this much. It's not being, being, uh, you know, a perfect thing for everybody's going to be so different. Yeah. And can you open yourself up to that? Mm Yeah. Yeah. No, I think those are, that's two really great tools to kind of ask yourself what what you would give somebody else and then this idea of just making space and then just going back to like you said you don't have to do it all alone either and so how can you seek out some kind of 
external support so that you don't have to do it all alone. So I think that weaving that back in too. So I think that that's great. And I mean, I know that, I don't know what where we're at with time. <laughs> we're probably going, going along with this, but, um, but I just wanted to emphasize that piece too, that the, the bad feelings, which we typically want to push away, maybe we're not as versed at dealing with within ourselves because our culture really makes it our society really makes it easy to push these away to distract they make ourselves it a requirement yeah to like, push it away yeah. because most of us have experience in childhood of our darker emotions being really annoying to, mm-hmm. and not welcome mm-hmm. within the family and in our parents um in their defense they weren't taught that Mm-hmm. right like most parents don't know how to make space for that just like stop doing that stop embarrassing me mm-hmm. mind over body mind over body yeah. like just stop the behavior mm-hmm. or i hate when you're like this or whatever it is mm-hmm. um and i'm asking you to reclaim all of your emotions mm-hmm. again they do not accidentally show up you might not know what to do with them mm-hmm. but by god just effing make space for them that's a start mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to work with them, please talk to someone who does. Mm-hmm. They all of you should be welcomed in a room. Mm-hmm. Um, 100% all of you should be welcomed into a room. Yeah. And not tried to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. So good. So I think we should maybe recap. do like a little recap and because this conversation could go on and on but I think we'll just have to do follow-ups and and talk more because there's just there's so much here and it's information that I think is just so valuable for the world right now Mm -hmm. to have this information I mean it's always been valuable but um well I think Finally, people are a bit more open to it. It's mm-hmm. not so woo-woo, yeah. right? We've tried doing life without it, and um, it's not... Well, I would say we can do better. Mm-hmm. We can do better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We can increase our communication skills with ourselves as well. Like, we should get to count. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not saying you'll know what to do with or even how to make space for all of the different parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um I know that like there are parts of myself I do not know how to make space for. Mm -hmm. They're so tender and they're so confused. And then when I go for a walk with my best friend, Amy, I'm like, I tell her, Mm -hmm. you know, this is coming up for me again. And that beautiful woman, she just knows how to make space for Mm -hmm. those parts. Mm -hmm. She just does I don't know why she does but she does it yeah and as soon as she hears my voice shift into a place of like because we can obviously talk about oh my god like <laughs> have you seen that like body suits are in style now and like I don't know how I feel about that <laughs> like mm-hmm. or but as soon as my the tone of voice shifts into one of need or vulnerability or confusion she shifts too. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to do that with each other. Mm-hmm. We have that ability with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm asking people to kind of start to do that with themselves. Mm-hmm. Not so they don't need other people. I think we've mm-hmm. covered that. But like 
And then there are parts of her that like she continually confuse her, right? As soon as she shifts into that mode, I'm like, it's the easiest thing in the world for me to make space for those parts of her when Mm -hmm. they show up. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be the only one that makes space for those parts. You can simply take them to a friend and be like, this confuses me Mm -hmm. so much. And watch to see like, what does your friend say? Mm -hmm. Do they go, oh, like that's really curious. Like, yes, it does take vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So let's review the steps. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Because these are the steps really to having daily awakenings. Yes. First with yourself. Because awakenings are connection with wisdom, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that definition. I have not. I need to write that one down. (laughs) (laughs) Awakenings are connections with wisdom. Yes. And your body is literally chock full of those. Yes. So this is... The shortcut, the shortcut to mm-hmm. this is how you start having an awakening mm-hmm. with yourself. So number one is that you start to notice when there's a pause mm-hmm. available to you. So you can notice when they're available, mm-hmm. um, and or you can create mm-hmm. a pause for yourself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whichever works best for you. Perfect. And then when the pause appears, you get to make a choice. Or maybe become aware of if you are being present or if you're bringing presence, bringing your presence or opening yourself into presence. Yes. Because the presence is the full embodiment of who you are. And yes. And I would encourage people to do that little experiment, um, like note, remember a time when you were present, but without Mm -hmm. presence Mm -hmm. and just kind of, maybe you can even write it down. Like, this is what that feels like. Mm -hmm. It'll probably be very perfunctory. Right. Mm-hmm. And and then call up an image of what time when you shut up with your full presence. Mm-hmm. Let that be kind of in your body with curiosity for a moment and then write down what that feels like, mm-hmm. what it looks like, what it smells like, what it, whatever comes up for you mm-hmm. so that you kind of have these cheat sheets that alone is a pause and an awakening moment. Mm-hmm. The difference for you personally, because it can be different for each of us, between present and presence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the third step was bringing curiosity mm-hmm. in at that moment and having an openness and so that you can make a connection mm-hmm. with whatever you're experiencing in that state. And in a way, that connection is kind of saying, like, I see yeah. you. Because the I have found that the opposite of that is agenda. Mm-hmm. You're going to fix something or you have something to do. Mm-hmm. So if those three things show up, I know I'm not being, there's not as much of a presence, mm-hmm. right? So um, if I'm talking with my husband and I have an agenda and I'm just waiting to be heard, mm-hmm. right? Like waiting for my turn to talk. Yeah. He's not getting much of me. Mm-hmm. Like. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm not really receiving what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And he can feel that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's fine. We're just getting shit done. Yeah. And other times it's like, what is a swing and a miss? We thought we were about to connect and yet it's not happening. Yeah. There's time for both. But yes, um, when I am present with my husband or my own body with curiosity and without agenda, it actually gives my body or my husband a chance to speak in a way that they are received Mm -hmm. because 
don't know everything, mm -hmm. right? I literally want to be able to receive myself and other people, mm -hmm. but I cannot if I'm if I have an agenda. Mm -hmm. I cannot. Mm -hmm. It goes through the filter of that, and it's so limited. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it is very limited, and I, I can attest to that in terms of like coming in and doing sessions with you and learning this process that my mind does not have the answers. I mean, it has ideas about it could be this or that, but the body, it's like things that I could never imagine. Resolution to maybe, and I know that that's not, again, we're not talking about the agenda, but, you know, I often, when I come to see you, I might be having a variety of issues going on in my life and or physically or whatever it might be. And through the body, it's like these unimaginable like remedies or solutions or ideas mm -hmm. come through that just open things up, open up my world, open up possibility, bring me back into a, a place of potentiality. And these little conversations that you have in the pause are where the, um, the language is learned. Mm -hmm. It's where the little connections are made. What is Brene Brown talks about like the marble jar? Mm. It's all the little like they have you heard that before so it, it's like they did this whole study of like who do you trust most the person who gives you a car or you know some big gift and this big act of service or do you trust the person who remembers your parents names and like brings you it's like these little things they all just get a marble. So little marbles in the jar, and then you have a whole jar full of mar marbles, and that's the person you trust the most. It's these little connections in mm -hmm. the grocery lane. Mm -hmm. People think I spent half my life in a grocery store. Mm -hmm. But that's a place for me that like I could whip out my phone mm -hmm. um, and connect with my phone, or I could connect with myself. So it's just been something I've been working with lately. Mm -hmm. of like, oh my God. And then at the end, I'll get to stand in line and be like, oh, yeah, I can feel myself, which sounds ridiculous, but I literally look forward to it now. It's mm -hmm. like, nobody needs me then. Mm -hmm. They need the stuff in the cart. <laughs> but mm -hmm. like, um, So it's the, mar it's the little teeny connections mm -hmm. that um, it's, it's unexpected as humans, but those have the biggest connective value mm -hmm. in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't do it so much in the grocery store, but my favorite place is usually like at night, mm. falling to bed or waking up in, early in the morning or if I wake up in the middle of the night. Mm. Like I have grown to like love those times. They feel so precious to me. And the like I want to go inward because I'm like, ooh, what am I going to experience? Which is is this, this sense of curiosity because, because over the years now I've come to just be completely in awe of what I've learned through connecting with my body. All these awakening yeah. moments have like, like it's this magical mystery place that is inside of me that has like all the answers and has all this inspiration or just reveals so many things that are fascinating to me. And it's all on the inside. And for many of us who live lives of service to other people, and then I'm like, wait, don't we all? <laughs> but you and I both have careers that we it's kind of our job to connect with other people in very different ways but mm -hmm. it is or like to create spaces for them so um for 
those of us who, if there's someone else to serve, we will do it, which mm-hmm. is kind of sad because <laughs> like when do we choose ourselves? I wonder if maybe you're woken up at night because there's literally no one else who needs you at that time. Mm-hmm. They're all asleep. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do with that sacred time of mm-hmm. yours? It's like stolen. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. What if you didn't have to steal it? Yeah. Right? Like, um, what if it becomes something that you choose mm-hmm. over and over? But it's not what we're trying to do in our society. So these, this awakening, it's enough if people walk away going, it's an awakening moment for me just to know that I get to choose myself in the pause. Yeah. And I don't have to disconnect from myself. That is enough. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so it's the pause, it's the presence, it's the curiosity Mm -hmm. and it's, then it's saying, it's choosing one place within you and saying, I notice this Mm -hmm. very, not like, that's it. I notice that you are tight. I notice that my breath is kind of shallow. And then you notice your breath's response. You notice your body's response to your awareness of it. Mm-hmm. It's like if you say to a good friend, I noticed this about you today. Um, and nine times out of ten, if they really trust you, they'll go, thanks for noticing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Or I didn't even notice that about myself. I really appreciate that. You're always noticing things about me. Mm-hmm. And the integrity grows the integrity is off the charts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so communication would be maybe step number four I'm just adding that but yeah. the communication in the sense of like kind of expressing what you notice to your body and letting your body have space to also respond or to mm-hmm. I to notice witness this about you it's a very basic communication yep. I notice this about you mm-hmm. and then notice your body's response to mm-hmm. hearing that mm-hmm yeah. There may or may not be a response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's space for that if there is. There is. And so, again, if I take it to like the friend example, I might say to my friends, I, oh, I noticed this about you. And there might not be any response on her face. But a month later, she might say, That day you noticed that about me was pivotal. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Presence and integrity is really everything. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Amazing. All right. This is awakening to self. This is the Mm how-to of it and why. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So is there any last, like, anything that you just have to say to the listeners before we sign off after this amazing journey and story and experience? I just hope that sometimes it's really fun. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it'll be like, oh, I reached out to myself and nothing really happened. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Mm -hmm. That happens in every single relationship. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's going to be fun. Yeah. And sometimes it's going to be like, oh my God, I did not know that. And sometimes you'll need to phone a friend. Mm -hmm. All of those are perfect. Yeah. They're all perfect. Just make space for it. Yeah. I love it. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mary, for taking the time and sharing all of this goodness with us. This has just been so rich and you can find Mary, um, via the show notes, her link, uh, link to her website, social media will all be there for you to check her out and learn more. And 
I'm positive Mary will be making an appearance mm -hmm. in future episodes, so stay tuned for those. So thank you again, Mary, You're for welcome. being here. You Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, thank you so much for listening in to today's episode. If you have a story of awakening that you'd like to share, I'm seeking guests for future episodes. There's a link in the show notes where you can apply. And I would so love to hear from you and to learn about your personal story. And if this topic is your jam, if you enjoy hearing stories about awakening and you enjoyed the episode today, please leave a review. Reviews are a great way to help this podcast reach more people. So I would really appreciate your positive words and your five star review. Thank you again for being here. Have a beautiful day.